Hey guys, George Mesa, Third Eye Edify Podcast. And that little intro that I put together there, it's a few shots of news articles talking about loneliness and how good old Amazon Alexa can solve all of your problems. And I set it to Eleanor Rigby by The Beatles, a song that I imagine almost all of you are 100% familiar with. Ah, the lonely people. Perhaps some insight into what's coming. And no, this is not going to be some episode about how Paul McCartney may or may not be dead. Although I do have some insight based on the very new, brand new Beatles song that was released. Thanks to the miracle of AI. That's a a content that I often discuss on this show. And we'll get to that in a second. Of course, Disney is the one that's... um, putting out a little documentary about how it was made, no surprise there at all. When your mascot is a cross-section of an erect, you know, what? That says enough for me. So, loneliness. Is it a plague? Is it a real epidemic? I think it might be. Let's flash this little headline here, just to get a little taste of what the public might think. Pope Francis says, choosing pets over kids is selfish. Now, why do I say that? Pets over kids? It seems to be a growing concept. Fur babies, as they're often called. Now, we know they're less expensive. That's just the given. Of course it is. But people are starting to be convinced that having a baby is a really bad idea. Now, for slightly more information on this exact topic, perhaps reference my brand new book, World War U, but for the confines of this episode, think about this. There not only has been a a definite rise in the you can just live your life if you don't have a baby for couples for their entire lives, don't further the species, Don't have more of us than them. Raise your babies to be the best people they can possibly be. Look past all this lies in the news and everything else. But they're making you, you're at fault. Why? Climate change, of course. You can't have another baby. You're causing climate change. It's your fault. Have a pet. Have a dog. You don't want to stress out for the rest of your life. It's not about stress. Yes, I'm a parent, but I've felt this way long before being a parent. We have to have children. They're they're telling you that you should not have children. And suddenly, not only are people, yes, 
couples are choosing to have pets over children. But many people that are making this decision are not going to get a lifelong partner because the other person does want a child, sensibly in my opinion. Suddenly, there is this growing era of, you know, eHarmony and findmeadate.com and 420 date and all this other stuff where, and unvaxxed websites as well, as far as I heard. So this growing idea that, you know, one night stands are just a better idea than a lifelong relationship. This is all part of the kinds of things that are pushed in this culture that lead to devastation that lead to essentially a death cult where you are not interested in there being any more humans because we just destroy the planet as it is. I felt that way myself at one point. It seemed like based on all the science and all the things that were being passed off as fact that the world was going to end, the sun was going to do it, or we were going to do it, or nuclear war was going to do it. I've touched on every single one of these topics along the way here on this show, but we're leading up to this exact episode, I think it's worth re-mentioning that it's an agenda. They want you to think this so that you don't have any kids. And if that doesn't cut it, the vaccines will take care of it. We know diseases are on the rise. We know obesity is on the rise. ADHD, all these other things that started when vaccines started getting more heavy. And with the COVID vaccines and more to come, with Pfizer scouring the internet for vaccine misinformation, they're going to make sure that it keeps going. If you don't choose not to have a kid, they will do their best to kill your kid for you. You have to take a stand to make sure that doesn't happen. So what does this all mean? Why am I even talking about all this? I showed a zombie hand with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club symbol on it. So (laughs) the album of the song that we started the intro with there, Eleanor Rigby, is from an album called Revolver. A revolving record and a weapon, a gun called a revolver. Two things at once. Never really got a thorough definite yes or no on which one was supposed to be the actual reflected um, term for the album. The album cover doesn't really give us information, but the album was going to be called Abracadabra, as far as I know. So there's a little bit of that magic for you. And don't think that the Beatles aren't esoteric. And don't think that I don't know what they are and and what they've done. I've been a gigging musician for over two decades. I've had to play a few Beatles songs. So I know what's good about them. And I'm very carefully observing what what they could be as far as a creation, Tavistock or otherwise. If you're not sure about Tavistock, go look it up. But they do have a song that reveals a tiny little bit of something that I do talk about on this show a little bit. Let's quickly bring up this card, The Fool. The Fool on the Hill is a song from the Beatles. It's referencing this exact concept. The eyes in his head see the world spinning round. Have you ever genuinely thought about this comment? About this lyric? The eyes in his head 
see the world spinning around because that's what happens when you're completely indoctrinated to think a certain way. Your actual eyes don't see the world spinning. They see the sky spinning. And you are trained to completely fight your senses when it comes to having a child, when it comes to exactly what it is that we live on. I think that's a prescient phrase regarding what's coming. And speaking of prescience, uh, John Lennon was really quite scowled upon when he made that Jesus comment that some of you may be familiar with, that he is, and I quote, more popular than Jesus, or that the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. And this comment led to a lot of negativity towards them as near the end of the recording career of the band, to the point where people were actually burning Beatles records. And the info I came across said it was happening primarily in the Bible Belt region, which I happen to be living in now. But think about this. Now we're getting closer to what the title of the episode's about. Resurrecting Lonely Hearts. It's funny how Jesus was resurrected. John Lennon makes a comment about Jesus and about how rock music is going to last longer than Christianity. Remains to be seen. But now John Lennon has been resurrected. He's been resurrected in a brand new song. A brand new, old song from the Beatles. Only two of them are left, potentially. And they took a remaster, or they, they remastered with the power of AI. They took a song that John Lennon was working on, had a, re, you know, like a very not high fidelity recording of, of him playing piano and singing. They've, and you can go listen to it right now, as a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's out. They managed to, you know, isolate the vocals, isolate the piano, turn it into its own track, and then they record it around that. Now, clearly, this can be a very cool thing, but they're getting a little too busy trying to resurrect things, in my humble opinion. Having listened to the track and knowing the Beatles catalog in general, and I understand that this is not necessarily the most important aspect of what has happened here, but it's not their best song. And I'm not sure if it'll be praised very heavily or not. I think what, how it came to be is what's going to be praised. Again, through the magic of AI. It's studio magic. It's Hollywood magic, isn't it? And don't think this isn't the first time that the Beatles have used studio tricks to create their music. And just a side note here from a lifelong bass player who really does know the instrument quite well, may I say. And I've had to play a lot of Paul McCartney's lines, and I've listened to all of them. The track that he supposedly put down in this song, I don't know, guys. The drums sound a lot like Ringo. 
As a matter of fact, they sound exactly like Ringo. The bass line, it's debatable. The, the kinds of things that he typically does, the style that he uses the pick to pluck the strings, the locations of the fretboard that he goes to in this particular key. Now, it's been decades. He may have either grown or changed or both as a bass player, and he plays a lot less bass nowadays in gigging with mandolin and ukulele and guitar a lot more than bass as far as I know. And that may all be a factor. But I'm telling you right now, I was not all in on the McCartney's dead thing. I wasn't all out either because things like this happen all the time. But I don't sense it. I'm not feeling this as a, I don't think this is Paul McCartney playing bass. I'm being very speculative, far more speculative than I am on this show. But I thought I would throw that in there because I think my opinion does matter, as a matter of fact. Um, so regarding Lonely Hearts, by the way, 1967 album and first rock album to win a Grammy. And this is not too long after Rubber Soul came out in 65. What you may know is that the Beatles stopped performing live. This is a huge point of contention for me as a musician, right? Because it's, it's almost, they were too busy in, again, this is my opinion. This is what they say about them. The crowds were too loud. People were dying, quote, in, um, pun intended. People were dying to get into these concerts, screaming at the top of their lungs. Beatles couldn't hear themselves, apparently. Beatles weren't enjoying the performances. But they were doing a lot more studio tricks. They were getting more experimental. There's plenty of experimental music around this time. And in my opinion, more pioneering stuff from bands like Gong and Yes and stuff. But nevertheless, nobody had the spotlight like them. There was clearly a synergy on these recordings. Almost too magical. Almost too good. And there is something to be said for that. And that might be a whole other episode. But... It is, it's hard to say it, you know, I don't want to be like that guy, but you stop performing live. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? There is this fifth Beatle, George Martin, producer extraordinaire. He's done tons of, he's quite well regarded as um, somebody who brought tons of music, you know, number one hits. And you've, you've heard them. He's produced the Beatles records. He got his own place on um, Montserrat, I think it was. Got his own little private tropical studio where people can go to make these recordings. Sounds amazing. It's also like, what are you doing in the middle of nowhere? Why do you have a business here? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Again, not going to get fully into it, but, you know, something I, I failed to mention earlier 
the Mark David Chapman, the guy who unfortunately did shoot John Lennon, this Jesus comment was one of the reasons, he said, that he went ahead and did this, in case you were curious about that. And again, regarding the esoteric stuff, I failed to show this earlier, but here is the cover for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. And look who's there. Alistair Crowley in the top left. A lot of other very interesting figures. Um, easy to say that there's a good number of people on here that were a humongous influence on many people simply because of the movies and or music that they were involved in. So definitely plenty of very good work has been done on all of this. I'm not here to show or talk about any of this. I'm here to talk about the little insights I've had of the stuff I looked into recently. So John Lennon's resurrected, right? And think about the news articles I flashed at the very beginning with the appropriate music, of course. Alexa is the answer. Is Alexa capable of resurrecting the dead? In a 2022 Mars conference, Alexa revealed their... Um, it is Amazon's Mars conference. Less than a minute required for it to work. If you grab somebody's voice, AI, of course, will create that person for you again in Alexa. I think they were advertising it as you can speak to your deceased grandmother. Have a conversation with her. Have her read off her favorite recipe to you. Something like that. I forgot exactly what it was. But... Are we too busy with this? Is this really what needs to happen? It's another Trojan horse. Look how great AI is for you in your life. You're lonely? You've got a friend in Alexa. Can't figure out what to do with the kids? Trivia night. Alexa's got you covered. Alexa is also listening all the time, as a lot of you are very aware of, I'm sure. It's always listening. It has to be. Otherwise, your voice prompts wouldn't really work so quickly. People have, people live day in and day out right in front of that thing, talking about all their sensitive stuff. Yeah, your phone's doing it too. But I think it's more obvious in this scenario. I relate it to when video game consoles first came out. And now you can have this piece of this unit in your house. Television had to be there first, of course, but I think this is a more particular thing. Alexa's much closer to a radio or a video game console than a television. So, having said all that, I wonder... It's hard to put it into words. And I didn't want to, you know, scale it out and like write every single little word out here. That wasn't the point of this episode. This episode, I wanted to come from just my overall, my instincts to the reactions of all of these things. Because the song, the new Beatles song is kind of what kicked it off. But it made me think about so much more. It made me think about particularly how, again, it's funny that he's resurrected now. Your dead relative is resurrected now. And 
due to the nature of how the Beatles released their art and refused to play live. There could be many reasons for that. Suddenly, only their spirit was being captured, and their physical entities were not being observed. Not in an average public space. They had the occasional interview, of course. But once the studio magic hit, once they started to do tape delays and other things that they, the other tricks that they used to get all these kinds of spacey sounds that it's okay when the Beatles do it, of course, but not when other bands do it. Then they're, then they're pothead hippies and they, they suck. Like people say, you know, fish sucks. I don't go follow them around on tour, but they're not bad musicians, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> most, most bands are, most bands like that are pretty good, especially ones that are called jam bands. Because they can improvise and they can move around and do things that a lot of other bands don't seem free to do, as opposed to, let's say, Slayer or something, where they're just playing the album cut as best as possible. It's never that good because, you know, it's not the polished act that something else is. It's not supposed to be. I get it. But I thought that was very interesting that we're dealing with a perception of spirit resurrecting something you you can't truly resurrect something as far as we know in a frankenstein sense of things perhaps that is possible but it's amazon at the helm amazon google any ai at this point is telling you that they indeed can keep the flame alive of someone you lost in your life nobody should be guaranteeing these things and it should not be used like it is and will continue to be used as a way to show you how good it is. There's got to be a better way to do this AI. I was just talking to my wife and I was thinking out loud almost, as I often do with her. <laughs> she's, she's my bouncing pad. And I was thinking, okay, AI, great. Can't we replace all child stars so that these kids don't grow up in the awful environments that they do? I'm probably going to have an entire episode on this idea of the child star because it should not happen. The parents, let go ahead, take my child. I can't wait to be rich. Take him away. Take her away. I don't care what the industry does to her. I don't care what she has to go through or he has to go through just to be part of this Disney show or some you know pop star. I relate it to the castrati of the ancient times, or I doubt that the practice is gone, but it certainly isn't as public as it used to be. The castrati were male singers who were castrated at a very young age, so they never went through puberty and retained a very high-pitched, almost feminine voice, but with that strength, a different kind of strength that the male vocal range can give you and the male um, vocal cords give. It was the most sought-after sound. And the most expensive musicians of all time were these castrati. You had to survive the castration, of course, but it's a risk that these families were willing to take. They come by, and metaphorically, they open the briefcase. They say, "You can all this can be yours if you just give us your child. You'll never see them again, but at least they'll be a world-renowned star if they survive the procedure. One of the very first recordings, and maybe I mentioned this on the show in the past, one of the very first recordings on a wax record is what was, at the time, the last living castrati. 
again, very skeptical as whether or not that is still going on. Maybe going on in different forms, as a matter of fact. But there's a recording of one, actually. So that's something to check out if you're interested. Just think about all of these things. Because whether or not it was worth doing is not important. My point is that these things are happening so they can once again convince us that things like AI, computers, binary systems that are not humans, things that can take over something that a human does, you want robots cooking for you? There is a love factor in cooking that matters. And without it, the nutritional value and everything else that comes with eating will not be there. Just a small example. So keep all of these things in mind as you go about your day-to-day life. As you take advantage of the conveniences of things like Alexa. There is a price to pay. Just like being a child star has a humongous price. Unfathomable price. These Alexas come with a price. And I'm not talking about the price tag on Amazon. All of your smart devices, fridge, TV, everything, they're monitoring you and they are making sure that the Internet of Things knows your routine. Have you ever thought to yourself, somebody knows my entire daily routine right now? Is that something that you intentionally agreed to make public? Well, when you pressed agree to load the damn thing up the first time, you did. Your private life, it's a battle to make your private life public. For way more than one reason. And shameless plug here, I've referenced my own book again because I really do think I touch upon these things in a way that gets you to think about it without me bashing you over the head and dictating how you should think and feel about the world. And having said all that, I think that I came to the conclusion here. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a thumbnail by its cover. I don't think that uh, this episode went in the direction that a lot of people may have expected it to. But this is the nature of this show. There's so many things out there and so many ways to think about them. You have to let your mind flow. And you have to give yourself time to do that. The typical 40 to 80 hour work week will not allow it. Another thing that they do to suppress you. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that if you're watching on Rockfin instead of YouTube, thank you. If you're not subscribed to Rockfin yet, if you subscribe through my channel, you will be doing me a great favor with your patronage, but you will also be getting the entire channel. And I think that Rockfin is becoming more important than ever. They have incredible content. Please visit my website, 
thirdeyeedify.com. I've got merchandise. I've got a brand new book. Uh, my previous video is offering three signed books as a giveaway. And all the details are part of the, the video if you go to watch that. I'm also on Patreon. And I'm podcasts. I'm podcast friendly now. I'm all over the place as far as podcasts. So if you, if audio form is what you prefer, I exist there as well in all the places that you expect to find me. And all of that information is on the website too. I also started news articles. I'm going to be getting some amazing contributors, but I, I started the first two myself as I will of course be a contributor as well. And I really hope you enjoy them. They may eventually kind of spark episodes. We'll see, but it's a different format for me. And I'm very excited to broaden my horizons and turn Third Eye Edify into this much bigger entity than it started with. It was my goal all along, as a matter of fact. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon.